friends, today we are in Matthew chapter 8. As always, before we get into this word, let us pray over the word that we will receive today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the day that you've given us. Thank you for the people in our lives, for the blessings that you've poured down on us, Lord. We pray for your strength, Lord, to help us endure throughout this day. We pray for your peace. Help us to have patience with the people around us. Lord, we thank you for our daily bread that we are about to intake. And we pray for the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to really grasp the word that we're about to receive, to be able to put it into work into our own lives, and to be able to share this with whoever needs to hear it, Lord. Holy Spirit, we breathe you in today. We invite you into our hearts guide us in each and every step that we take, that we may bear the fruits of the Spirit in everything that we do. Help us to be beacons of light for your love, kindness, grace, and mercy. May we be quick to forgive and slow to anger. Help us, Lord, against the spiritual warfare that we may be facing. Put your protection over us, Lord, and do not let any weapon formed against us prosper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so Matthew chapter 8. This first section is called, Jesus Heals a Man with Leprosy. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. This next section is called The Faith of the Centurion. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, Shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed, for I myself am a man under authority. With soldiers under me I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. This next section is called Jesus Heals Many. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her, and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with the word and healed all the sick. 
This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. This next section is called The Cost of Following Jesus. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. This next section is called, Jesus Calms the Storm. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. This next section is called, Jesus Restores Two Demon-Possessed Men. When he arrived at the other side, in the region of Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men, coming from the tombs, met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into the town and reported all this, including what happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. So that is the end of chapter 8. I just want to point out really quickly verse 17 where he says this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah he took up our infirmities and bore our diseases this coming from Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 which says surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering yet we considered him punished by God stricken by him and afflicted this just to show that Matthew was really invested in proving that Jesus was the prophesied Messiah from the Old Testament. I also want to talk about verse 2, where the man with leprosy says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. I think that there are a lot of Christians and people in general who see God as a person who is just going to grant all these wishes, like a genie. But they don't understand that when we ask God for stuff, of course he's going to do what he needs to do for us, but he's also going to make sure that it works in his plan. So if you're asking for something like a million dollars, 
unless it coincides with his plan for your life. Don't expect that to come true. But that man with leprosy was asking for something so amazing. He wasn't asking for wealth. He wasn't asking for food or clothes or any material thing. He was asking to be healed. But he said, if you are willing. Because he knew what a lot of us Christians oversee. The fact that God will provide the desires of our hearts. But he will also change our hearts to coincide with the plans that he has for us. So when we desire things, they will be things for the Lord. As I've started this journey with God, I used to pray for him to take my anxiety and my stress, and I still do from time to time. But I find myself now more than ever asking God to remove the desires of my heart and to allow his desires to replace mine in my heart so that I may be a vessel for him to bring people to him so that they may know his amazing grace and mercy. I've lived my life for 30 years for no one else but myself and a lot of it was me living day to day without a care in the world if tomorrow happened or not because I just expected it to. And every once in a while I would find myself in a predicament where I would need God so intently and I would beg him to come and rescue me in my darkest moments. And he did. But one day I woke up and I realized that my life was not promised to me. The day that I was living was not promised to me. And I was so grateful for the moment that I had right then and right there. And also so grateful that God found me at my lowest point, picked me up and showed me just how much I meant to him, just how much he loved me, just how much he had given me mercy and grace. And that feeling was so amazing, but it was also so sad to know that I had been living my life for myself for all these years, not even really thinking about him as much as I needed to. He was a passing thought in my mind when I was all he could think about. And then I got to a point where I just couldn't understand how I could live my life all these years for myself and not understand how much God really gave up to have me cleansed of my sins. And that is why I have decided to give my life to God. That is why I wake up each morning and I pray that God just allows me to be a vessel for him to be able to bring his children to him because I want them to feel the feeling that I felt. To wake up from the mundane everyday life that they're living and to rejoice in the amazing grace and mercy of God. I am done trying to live this life on my own will. So God, I ask that your will be done in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
that is all the time that I have for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed this message. Until next time.